everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today, we are discussing the third episode of the third season of You on Netflix. Um, I expected you to have watched it by now. So, um... This third episode, it gets a little bit political on you. You is not a show that I thought would be telling me what is what, what is good and what's not. So apparently we, and I'm not here, I'm not here to give my political opinion on, um, on things right now. I don't, I don't want that, uh, conversation. Uh, I don't want to have that conversation at this moment. We can have it on another podcast, but I do want to talk about the fact that you, episode three of season three, has decided to tackle on uh, a real uh, campaign against anti-vaxxers. And like I said, I'm not here to say uh, I'm not I'm not here to put a, a political stance to it. I'm just I'm strictly saying what the show is doing. The show is certainly pointing the finger at people. Well, first of all, this is one of the first shows that. I've seen in a long time to point out that COVID has happened or is happening. Um, in the first, I think first episode, I think they mentioned that they had like a, a, everybody in the room was vaccinated, but I didn't think that it was going to come back to the third episode of them talking about Henry, the baby getting measles. And they're kind of relating and doing an allegory of how measles isn't exactly alle- uh, 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 is not uh, eradicated because anti-vaxxers refuse to uh, vaccinate their uh, their families and kids and themselves. Um, so they're trying. What what I'm seeing in this sh- this show specifically is that they're trying to have a a, a parallel allegory for measles and what happened what has happened with measles and what is happening with covid and so in this episode we figure out the where the measles um have come from we originally think that it's from joe and it's interesting originally because he he lies about being vaccinated and uh, you know wanting to kind of quote unquote fit in in a way but um it is interesting that they are tackling tackling it in this direction. Um, you know, later in the episode, we figure out exactly what happens and where the measles actually came from. But for the longest time, we do think that it's come from Joe. And so Joe is like spazzing and wigging out during most of this episode. Um, I originally thought that Henry was going to have measles and just have to stay in the hospital for the rest of the season. Um but it really seems that they they wanted to make a statement with him having the measles and everything. I thought it was just so that they didn't, they didn't have to have a baby on set at all times. Um, and that he would eventually just get better. But th- they were using the measles as like a, a straight up statement. So Joe is completely losing his shit. He needs to go plant some evidence on Matthew, the neighbor, uh, the husband. Make him look like he killed his wife. And so... um. With with all of that happening, uh, Joe is almost experiencing what is kind of like the second season when he was hallucinating. He starts kind of hallucinating himself 
talking to himself. And uh, it was pretty good. It's kind of entertaining. It made uh, made for kind of a trippy, trippy little episode, especially from his perspective. Um, but we also uh, have a little bit more of an uh, exploration of Love's friends coming in. Shelly is a piece of work. I didn't realize that she was going to be such an integral part of the story. But she needs to watch out because Love is uh, uh, extremely... She's a firecracker or pistol or whatever you want to say. Um, you never know what she's going to do next. And you know she she doesn't exactly plan ahead... Uh, six steps ahead. It's more like 30 seconds ahead. Um, so we eventually have a nice confrontation between Matthew and Joe. Not too much comes from it except for the fact that we don't really feel like uh, Matthew is all that bad of a guy. As a matter of fact, I feel like um, I don't like Joe's son, Theo, more than Matthew at this point. Theo keeps hitting on love and showing up at her bakery and shit like that to the point where he's got himself a fucking job. I was like, oh my God, really? Like, you've told this guy three or four times that he can't be around you, love. And then when you have a emer medical emergency, it's like all of a sudden it's okay for him to cl close up your shop. It's like, all right. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I <clears throat> haven't been crazy about Theo. Um, they don't seem all that sad about not having Natalie in the picture, which is kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is some, uh, some hardcore sweating going on from Joe when the, um, the cops are interrogating him and everything. He definitely looks guilty all up and down. The cops, as a matter of fact, end up, uh, finding the ring that the, uh, the two left in the um, in the bathroom, um, so they they're gonna pick up all of that evidence and whatnot. Um, it really doesn't look that good for our main characters, but you know they're always kind of slippery, slimy, and whatnot, always getting out of stuff. Um, let me see if what else we need to cover for this episode. Uh, so love grows apprehensive as media scrutiny intensifies next door and acute sickness in the family drudges up old memories and worse for joe so yeah i was um i was very surprised that they they went th with this path and blaming his mother for um uh, for you know for not getting him vaccinated and whatnot and yeah i was i was very surprised about you know how firm of a stance they were doing um, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. They really are giving, they're, they're, they're putting the blame at the feet of, you know, the anti-vaxxers. Um, and they honestly are writing things for the anti-vaxxers to say, you know, you know, no judgment. They're saying things like, uh, you know, I don't care if what you do, but it's not for me kind of thing. And it seems like very much things that you have heard anti-vaxxers say, um, you know, oh, we don't know 100% what these uh, chemicals can do to us and whatnot. It's, uh, it was pretty much right along the lines of things I've heard people say in real life. And so, um, when they decide to have love straight up attack Gil at the end of this episode, I was like, God dang. So, a couple things. I was like, did she just murder another person? Which I was thinking for a minute. I was like, it wouldn't make sense for her to straight up murder him. 
although it looked like a kill shot. But for me personally, I think from a writing standpoint, it would be more uh, interesting if they took him down to the box. So I'm not exactly 100% sure if he's alive or if he's dead, but that from a writing standpoint, that's what I would do. It wouldn't be interesting to have her kill two people and not bring them down to the box. So, um, uh, you know, possibly love just possibly killed someone else. We don't know a hundred percent. Second, it was because of the things he was saying. He went in there to apologize and buy some bakery, you know, baked goods for, her, you know, and say, sorry that we gave you the measles kind of thing. It's like, Oh shit. Um, but, it was just like they went they went for broke and completely had the anti-vaxxers say everything that most anti-vaxxers would probably say the no judgment type thing and so yeah taken took them out um and so yeah this is going to create a hole for them love is going to get them caught with how reckless she is. I know that Joe is not exactly super clean and squeaky, but he is so much more, uh, uh, he plans out so much better than she does. And it's just like, he's been doing this for so much longer. Unfortunately, it's like, uh, leave the, the, the crazy killing to the professionals, I guess, because you're going to get them caught as, uh, as a team. In my opinion, the road we're traveling down with these characters, Love does not seem like a sustainable character. Love seems like something is eventually going to happen to her. If if there's some sort of karma or some sort of retribution for all the things and people that she has hurt and done. Um, because we are kind of yada yadaing over the Natalie thing. Um, but... And when I say that, it's like, we're not really taking regard for how, you know, how, how, you know, that we had lost, she's lost a life, I guess. But my, my opinion is, uh, Joe's going to have to watch his, his love die at, at some point, or she might end up killing herself. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the, the outcome is. Um, but my, my guess is that, Love just has a body count way too high to be uh, uh, a long-living member in this world. But I could be wrong. I, 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 they could have, you know, the the whole part where, she, you know, it was, she was justified in what she'd done. It's like, oh, we found out everyone she killed was terrible. <laughs> it's like, that's probably the only way we could find that. But as of right now, she's got a large body count of innocent people. And Joe does as well, but he's he's being a lot more cautious about it. So, um, yeah, I was... Uh, oh, the, the other thing. This episode is called Missing White Girl Syndrome. And I thought this was incredibly fascinating considering what had happened over the last like two or three months with uh, the Gabby Petillo um, uh, missing missing person's case and this is not a jab at that family at all it's not doesn't have anything to do with the case from that angle um i understand that she was like a vlogger and she had several hundred over she had like a hundred thousand followers plus so she did have like a small following but the missing white girl syndrome 
Uh, it's so interesting that they decided to choose this episode to have like an anti-vaxxer, anti... Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, pointing the fingers at anti-vaxxers and also another political statement on how um, there is this obtuse way of how media covers people of color missing versus, um, you know, a, a missing white woman or something like that. And it feels so relevant. I'm, I'm curious if they curated this episode at all because of what is the, what had happened over the last few months. Um, but I'm not even sure they could have, I mean, uh, they really didn't have to do that. It, it just seemed like that was like the big case of the last two months. And uh, they still haven't found the Brian Laundry guy. But on top of that, they haven't found like 5,000 other uh, cases of people of color missing. So it's like, uh, you know, I feel bad even being able to mention all of... I can name both uh, so many parts of that uh, of that uh, case. And I haven't even done that much research. It's just strictly from the headlines and stuff like that. And so... It is interesting that they decided to uh, kind of point that out. And they did have the librarian point that out as well, that um, uh, the missing white girl syndrome. So, yeah, uh, very, very hot political, uh, politically charged you episode. Um, very interesting to see that. I know that this is going to uh, kind of you know, dig into people that are, you know, that are not a hundred percent for vaccines and are are not a hundred percent for understanding the, the racial differences and how people are covered on media. It's, uh, those people are going to get a little rock in their shoe and be like, what the hell is this? This big progressive liberal rock media that is <laughs> trying to hit me with right now. But, um, like I said, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's kind of interesting that they decided to, to really stick their their heel in the ground and dig. And uh, you know, these are these are some pretty hardcore topics that they're deciding to um to cover. Or not hardcore. They're not going like full on, you know, abortion or something like that. But they are they are putting some pretty politically charged stuff out there. So, um, yeah, let me know what you thought about. Uh, you season three, episode three, this, uh, this could be a polarizing one. I know that people are going to be interested and they, they, people might not even give a shit, but, um, I wanted to kind of get my thoughts out there. I think my, the board is still pretty hot. Um, if Gil is not already dead, it's not looking good for him. Most people that are taken by these people or that know who they are are not well after you know they are not in good hands uh, most of them are dead or missing <laughs> so uh yeah you do not want to be put in the box i'm trying to think of anything else i really do think shelly is going in the box on about two episodes if she keeps it up just talking all this madness she wanted to take the calls for um for uh what's her fate for love so that she would go around telling her telling everybody about them having measles it's like bullshit it's like you do not want to have shelly taking your calls giving you everybody the gossip of your information it's like oh gosh so yeah let me know what you thought about season three episode three of you let me know what you thought about the podcast 
thumbs up, subscribe. You know what to do to support. Five stars, iTunes, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat. Wait, we don't have Snapchat, but you know, we're on all the social medias except that. But uh, check us out. Uh, everything's in the description. And um, that is about it. Ladies.